BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Hops low, hands off to Yo. Yo back and score. Another and one opportunity. Yoli Childs. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Hopefully your Thursday is treating you well. BYU Cougars are finally, and let's emphasize the word finally, playing a home game after five straight games away from Provo. Tonight, the BYU Cougars hosting the Portland Pilots. Now, the Cougars, they even their conference record 1-1 one and one after last Saturday night's loss at St. Mary's, 88-66. BYU overall is now 9-8, and eight, and as I mentioned, finally returning home for a game at the Marriott Center. The Cougars haven't played at home since December 12th, and during that five-game road stretch that BYU was on, the Cougars went one and four. Certainly looked to get at home among the uh, the fans on a familiar court, and hope, hopefully that will be something uh, that this team can uh, can take and use as momentum tonight against a team that they most certainly should beat. Tonight's opponent, Portland, two games under five hundred at seven and nine. They've only played one WCC game, and they're zero and one. They too have struggled on the road this season. They've actually lost five of six away from the Child Center. Now the Pilots score seventy one points per game. But they give up 74, as we've talked about. We usually, when you give up more than you score, that's going to be a problem. They shoot the ball okay, but nothing earth-shattering. Freshman point guard Marcus Shaver Jr. is an exciting player. He's averaging 15 points per game. The Pilots have two others scoring in double figures, JoJo Walker at 14 and Josh McSwiggin at 13. Portland really struggles from the free throw line as well, so we'll see how that plays into the storyline of tonight's basketball game. Coach Rose has mentioned a few times recently about trying to find the right combination of guys. Now, I haven't seen anything regarding tonight's starting lineups. So we'll see if Coach Rose uses the same starting five that he's used the past two games. One of the players who has started the past two games is McKay Cannon. I talked with the senior after practice yesterday, and here's our conversation. Coach was uh, actually just talking about the fact that so much has been made of playing so many games away and now you finally get home games and he says yeah they're excited about that but they also have to go back to class now that they're back here with school being in how much of a wrinkle has that added into the whole you know situation let's just say we enjoyed our break <laughs> other than like you said we we're on the road but uh realities hit us again as we have school but we're excited also to play in front of our fans which will be hopefully give us a boost and we're excited for that opportunity you know i realize you guys don't want to use it as an excuse but almost a month away without playing on your home floor that's pretty significant what was that like over the last month and the five games to be on the road that much i mean it was tough but that's what we signed up for like you said there's no excuses it's college basketball it's what we've always wanted to do and we had the opportunity to go on the road and play some quality teams and um, it didn't go our way for whatever reason um uh, but hopefully that can be learning experiences going forward. Um, and like you said, we're at home, and uh, we need that energy and uh, just get us back on the right track. Well, and you guys did split the two games, so you're one and one yeah. in conference. What positives can you take from the split? Well, I think people are going to realize uh, this. Our, our conference is deep this year, um, one through whatever. It's it's a lot deeper than it has been in the past, and I don't think everyone's going to go on the road and, and sweep. So 
Um, obviously, we, we, we could have. We wanted to get two. Um, we split, and we got to move forward. But we'll take the one we got, and uh, it was a quality win against a good Pacific team on the road. I realize that you haven't played all the teams yet, so you're not familiar with everybody. But by most people's accounts, this may be the best top to bottom this league's been in a while. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you look out at all the teams. San Francisco's beat a couple of Pac-12 schools. Um, I mean, our conference is good. And we're excited for the opportunity to go play against some quality teams and um, see what we can do. You've started the last couple of games. How has that changed what you do when you come onto the floor? Uh, I don't know if it's changed my role necessarily, but I've just tried to um, implement a winning attitude when I'm out there. Um, just the hustle plays, tough plays, and try to bring the team together as a unit. And that's that's what I'm trying to do. A lot of that was with you and Luke. It's trying to help out the defensive side of things. How, how do you think, just in the last couple of games defensively, where do you think you guys are in trying to, to improve on that side? Uh, there's definitely a lot of improve, improvements that we got to make. Um, first off, we got to guard the ball a lot better. I think, honestly, we've guarded people's sets and plays pretty well, but it's once they break us down that uh, really causes us a lot of problems. And um, it doesn't matter who's out there, we got to be able to man up and guard the ball. How practice has been the last couple of days? They've been good. They've been competitive. We've, uh, th- Like I said, they've been very competitive. We played um, against each other, which is something kind of different. Before, we've just been against the practice players, green squad. But we've had the opportunity to compete against each other, which has hopefully allowed us to be tougher and uh, bring us together. Who's the toughest guy to guard in practice? <laughs> That's a tough tough question. There's a lot of them. Ev's good. Jesse's been tough. Um, they get that green jersey on and things change. So... <laughs> Uh, I was able to do that last year, so I know how that feels to have that green jersey on. You know, he's obviously, you mentioned Jesse specifically, is, is a guy that's there and able to practice but can't play until next season. I realize it's next season, but he's going to be a really nice addition to this group moving forward, isn't he? Absolutely, yeah. He's a great player, great guy, and great teammate, so um, he's got a great future. We're excited for him. So let's talk about Portland. What are you guys focusing on heading into the uh, the Portland game? I, I assume it's probably a mixture of focusing on them, but also just trying to get better at what you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. It's a mixture of focusing on them and uh, absolutely ourselves. Um, we got to come in with a winning attitude, um, togetherness, and we got to take them out of what they do really well. They have some really good guards that can really score it and um, put up a lot of shots. We're gonna have to. We got a work cut out for us. You've faced a lot of teams this year that have really athletic guards that maybe are guard-oriented teams. How much do you think that has helped you now that you've got in a conference and you're going to face some teams that have Mm -hmm. that situation? Yeah, I mean, every night out there we're facing really good guards. and Even big guys are solid, but definitely, like you said, the guards have been very athletic, very explosive, and um, it's a challenge for us to keep them controlled. Welcome back. I know it's been a long time since you guys have been able to play on your floor. Good luck against the pilot. Awesome. Thank you. There we go. McKay Cannon. Always appreciate talking to me. I always like talking to McKay for a couple of different reasons. Number one, he's good to talk to. He's a good interview, but also he's closer to my height. So it's it's always nice. You know, you talk talking to these basketball players who just tower over you, you know, and I'm average height. I'm not going to say short. I'm, I'm an average height. So it's always nice to be able to look these uh, these players in the eye. So appreciate McKay. He's always great to talk to. Appreciate him joining us here on Cougar Pregame Live once again. All right, this season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we will head next door to the Marriott Center. It's our courtside conversation with the one and only Mark Durant, Cougar Pregame Live continues in just a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU back at home tonight. They're at the Marriott Center taking on the Portland Pilots. Cougars 1-1 one and one in West Coast Conference play. Portland 0-1. and one. Let's head over to the Marriott Center. It's our courtside conversation. You'll hear him on the broadcast tonight with Greg Rubel. His name is Mark Durant. Mark, how was traffic heading down from Salt Lake County tonight? You know, I, I can relate to the pioneers coming west because <laughs> it's just uh, it's just hard to get down here. I mean, I don't I don't know what the all that stuff going on, but hey, and then you get to Provo and you got like two two dedicated bus lanes on university mm-hmm. and don't get me started on this because it just makes me furious to think about and you got all these bazillion people trying to clog into the three lane then you got these two bus lanes. i saw i saw one bus the entire time takes up half the road i'm sure there's good reasons i don't know them. you know what here's the thing and I think this is a lesson that we can all relate to. Sometimes things are hard because at the end of those challenges, there's something great waiting for you. That okay. would be our basketball game tonight. How about that? I like it. I okay. like it. I, I'm, I'm glad to be back in this building. I tell <laughs> yes. you what, I forgot what it's like. It was, that was a month. Look, you know, seriously, how much of a boost do you expect? F- forget everything else. Just being at home, how much of a boost do you expect? I expect a big boost. I mean, home home court and college basketball is maybe the biggest advantage in any sport, at any level. It's just you know, it you just get you get about ten points, and you're comfortable, and you get some chemistry. This team just got beat up. You know, they they played a tough schedule, and uh, this team just wasn't good enough to win a lot of those games, and because they weren't then you lose those games and then you start thinking are we ever going to win a game and people aren't happy and coaches are frustrated and you lose chemistry and guys uh, that you know younger guys typically will play better at home and it's harder for them on the road so they lose a little confidence i mean it it snowballs that's not an excuse i mean good team really good teams win on the road that's um, my, my definition of a good team is a team that can win on the road but this team was struggling and uh, being on the road did not help them. So being here, I expect everyone's going to be more comfortable. You're playing against the team you should beat. Uh, you, you can start, you know, get, getting some of that chemistry and confidence back that, uh, that it just eats away with you. That's why, that's why you don't play a month away. I mean, that's, that's precisely the reason. Maybe you play a couple games away, but then you make sure you get back home so you can kind of regroup and, and get some of that confidence back. Despite reports, which, by the way, did not come from the university, that Jasheer Hardnett was leaving the program, he is with the team. He is available to play tonight. And yesterday, Coach Rose, as well as the two captains, T.J. Haas and Luke Worthington, they all said situations like this can help bring the team together. What positives do you see coming out of this? Well, first of all, what I do, if I hear news, I wait for Greg Rubel to tell me if it happened or not. And it never, Greg Rubel never told me to happen. So I kind of, I was like, I'm going to wait and see on this. And it turns out it was a good decision. I'm, I'm so happy that Jashir is staying. And I don't know what went on. Uh, maybe I'll figure that out tonight. But what I was concerned about is that you don't leave your team midseason, no matter what. I don't care if it's, you're just, a, you think you're going to die because it's so terrible where you're at. You can last two months. You've, you've lasted a couple years. You can last two months. Don't leave your team midseason. If you don't like it here, 
and you want to transfer after the season, knock yourself out. And I'm not talking about Jashir. I'm talking about in general. You just don't leave your team in the middle of the season. So I'm glad that kind of everybody kind of took a step back. They talked it through. Like like any family, you kind of work it out and you talk about it. And Jashir's out there warming up, which I love to see because I think to leave your team in the middle of the season would have been a drastic, drastic mistake, one that you're going to regret the rest of your life. So we'll see what happens with Jashir going forward. But he's a terrific player, yep. and BYU needs him, and his team needs him, and they've done a lot of things around him. And so if he were to just go away midseason, that's that's a severe blow to your team. So I'm glad I'm glad it all worked out. Uh, I don't Again, I don't know what went on. Greg maybe will give me the scoop, but... I'm just glad to see Jashir out there warming up. I think it's the right decision, and and it can't. It can. I mean, I think it would have hurt the team. Well, I don't know. Who knows how teams react to different things? But what it does do is maybe this team will kind of rally around each other a little bit, and that's what you hope for. But clearly, it's not ideal to have a guy, whether he was serious about it or not. But I mean, he missed meetings, he missed practices, whatever the reason is. That's not ideal when you're trying to come together as a team. But hopefully, because it's a good result and he's still here, yep. and m- maybe that's something that can bring the k- team together. I think a player like Jashir plays a big role in a game like tonight because Portland is another guard-oriented team. We know how good of a defender, especially an on-the-ball defender, Jashir is. Now, the Pilots, they give up more points than they score, which you know is a problem. What do you see when you look at this pilot squad tonight? Good backcourt, JoJo Walker, Marcus Shaver. Those guys are, you know, good, good a good solid backcourt. And BYU has not exactly been stellar at stopping really good guards, and so that's that's a real concern. And like you said, Jashir uh, is quick and strong, which makes it easier to guard on ball. But but listen, BYU is not in a position to take. Uh, anybody for granted i mean anybody in this league can beat byu right now uh maybe they come out and win by 30 and that i think that would be good a good good strong message and a confidence builder for this team but you got to go in this game thinking man we got to fight tooth and nail to win this game uh, you know we don't want they haven't been able to stop anybody so portland's coming in here thinking maybe we can win uh they they're not a good defensive team uh and maybe we can score enough points to to Unlike they've done all year, they can score more points points than the other team. But uh, I don't know where I'm going with this other than to say that <laughs> Portland's got weapons enough yes, to yes. beat BYU, okay? If BYU thinks they're going to roll over anybody at this point in the season, they've got to reexamine their head a little bit because they haven't earned the right to take, to, uh, to take anybody for granted. Okay, on the heels of what you just said, the next three games, and I realize players, they can, it's a one game at a time. Players, coaches, you know, we can look ahead because we're, we're a little bit further removed from it. But you look at tonight, Portland, Saturday, Santa Clara. Then you go on the road at Portland. Three games, this really should be a really good opportunity for BYU, not only to, to get confidence, but to get some wins. I, I think this next three games, this should be a very good stretch for BYU got to win these two i mean these are the bottom of the conference you're at home uh, if you can't win these just let's just hang up to sneakers you know you, you, there's some real problems so uh, but notwithstanding what i said before about not taking anyone for granted I mean, these these are teams you absolutely have to beat at yep. home there's just no question and you should beat them yeah, BYU's the better team there's no question BYU's a better team and they got to get the wins now 
I think you said Portland, but I think it's Pepperdine, right, or, uh, midweek next week. And Pepperdine is BYU's Achilles Hill there. And they played San Francisco really tough the other night. Uh, so that's go- that's going to be a, a real test. I mean, th- those are the kind of tests. BYU probably not going to beat St. Mary's, probably not going to beat Gonzaga. It's those road games, the, the San Diego, the, the, the San Francisco, the Pepperdine, on the road, will I think will be the real test for this team. Can they somehow find a way to get those wins? And they're going to have to get them to be near the top of the conference at the end. And uh, so that, that'll be a really interesting game to look forward to at Pepperdine. You know, we've talked a lot this season about the play of T.J. Hawes and just how well he's playing. And, and it's not just the scoring, it's his shooting. What what do you think has led to to this? Because in talking with him last week, he was he was uh, one of my pregame guests, and he just talked about his confidence level right now. What do you think has played into that this year? I think he feels a little more freedom. Uh, the ball's in his hands more. Uh, Elijah, as good as he was, you know, he, it was and it was a smart thing to have the ball in his hands. DJ's more the guy. I mean, Jasheer's good at times. Nick's good at times. Connor Hardy, whoever you want to plug in there on the guard line are good at times, but TJ's the guy. And it was almost kind of a mantle uh, when you know you've got to do it and you're the guy that you kind of get, kind of gives you a certain inner confidence. And then his play has uh, boosted that confidence. I mean, there's no reason why he wouldn't be confident because he's playing good. He's playing fantastic. And, uh, and you know, I, I like the way he's taken it to the hoop. Uh, he turns the ball over a little bit much, but that that's going to happen when you're a guy that with the ball in your hands a lot. Uh, but uh, his shot is so much better this year. I, I don't know why that's better, uh, other than a lot of hard work over the summer, and maybe he, he does feel a little more, more freedom to shoot, and get into get 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 into a groove, and and that helps you build your confidence back. But whatever he's doing, he's been terrific this year, P- particularly the last eight nine games. He has been awesome, really, uh, and. Yoli's kind of went from super awesome to kind of medium awesome, and, and he's not as good as he has been, but uh, TJ has been uh, as good as I've seen him these last eight or nine games. Good, It's fun to watch because I know last season was very frustrating for him. I mean, he's a competitor. He wants to be, he wants to do well, and when you don't do well, that's hard, and the start of the season, he had some up and down games, but right now, he's in the groove. And that's fun to see. Absolutely. Final question for you, Mark. Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen Orm proudly present our keys to the game. What are your keys to tonight's game? Yeah, well, I think uh, I think holding Portland under 70, it, they, they haven't had a lot of games where they've scored more than 70. If they don't score over 70, there's no way they win this game. So I'd, I'd like to see BOU really tighten up defensively, make a statement defensively, and, and try and take a new direction there and i think it would start tonight keep portland under 70 mark great stuff man uh we'll hear you with greg on the broadcast coming up in just a few minutes thanks thanks my friend you bet there we go that is mark duran our courtside conversation from the marriott center tonight byu hosting the portland pilots after a quick timeout we'll check out some other scores in college hoops plus look to a little bit later on tonight both byu men's volleyball first game of the season as well as women's basketball there in action we'll preview both of those coming up that's next you're listening to cougar pregame live on the new skin byu sports network you are listening to byu basketball 
I'm hanging out in our BYU Radio Studios in Provo, Utah, right next door. The Marriott Center tonight, BYU, back at home after five straight games away from Provo, hosting the Portland Pilots. We'll have the uh, the game for you in about 35 minutes. We'll send you to the Marriott Center in about five minutes. Greg Rubel and Mark Durant will take you the rest of the way. BYU basketball, not the only BYU team in action tonight at the Smith Fieldhouse. A big one. Two top ten teams. Number five, BYU's first match of the season. The Cougars hosting number seven, Ohio State, at the Smith Fieldhouse tonight. That is a game that uh, will get underway at seven o'clock. We will update you on all of that action coming up uh, a little bit later on tonight. Also, BYU women's basketball. They are 4-0 and in the WCC. Began the season with two on the road, won those. Came home for two, won those. They're on the road at Pacific tonight, 8 o'clock Mountain Time. We'll let you know uh, how the Cougars are doing, the women's basketball team is doing a little bit later on, probably closer towards halftime since that game doesn't start until 8 o'clock. Uh, the only other local team playing college basketball tonight is the University of Utah. They are at the Huntsman Center at 8 p.m. hosting the Washington Huskies. One game going on right now in the top 25. Ten and a half minutes to go in the first half. It is number two Michigan with a two-point lead at Illinois. It is 20-18. to 18. Again, ten and a half minutes to go in the first half at nine o'clock tonight the only other game featuring a top 25 team also features the wcc number five gonzaga at home hosting the pacific tigers elsewhere in the west coast conference besides our game and the gonzaga pacific game only one other game in the west coast conference tonight it like the gonzaga pacific game tips off at 9 p.m santa clara who will be in provo on saturday hosting the pepperdine wave all right that's going to do it for cougar pregame live coming up next we're going to get you to the marriott center for the cougar pregame coaches show with greg rubel greg will talk with the head coach of the cougars dave rose you're listening to byu basketball on the new skin byu sports network You're tuned to the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. BYU and Portland coming up just after the top of the hour. The two teams have met 20 times previously. BYU's won 18 of the 20, including all nine here at the Marriott Center. Cougs come in and 9-8 and eight on the year. Pilots 7-9. and nine. BYU 1-1 one and one in WCC play. Portland 0-1. Having just lost at LMU last weekend in their league opener. Time now for tonight's pregame interview with BYU head coach Dave Rose, presented by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. And after 29 days away, Coach Rose and the guys are ready to get back to business on their home floor. Yeah, that's a, that sounds really good. And uh, what we're, we're really excited about is this one right now. I think the, the guys have had a really three days good work in practice. Uh, there's been good energy, and I think our guys are are ready to uh you know to get home and try to protect our home floor and um you know we we started the the conference season on the road with the split and uh you know that's um that's a win you take that win and now uh in this league especially you, you've got to win your home games you told us saturday post game that it'll take more than being at home to tighten up what you want to tighten up but beyond just being at home what do you hope the well, guys give you tonight you know i i think that uh when you look at uh, on the defensive end of the floor, especially you look at uh, you know the 
the run we had at home with you know the numbers are 60 you know uh 67, 76, 78, that's what the opponents scored against us. And that last five run, we're up in the 80s, 90s. Uh, and so that, that defensive effort has got to get us back to the last time we played in here, the opponent scored 66 points. And that's a number where we really have to, to work with. And, and, and I, th- I think that's a number that we can be successful with because offensively we've really improved and we've gotten better. Um, but uh, – one of the things that we, we went through really tough stretches on the road were we got stops defensively and then we we, we got misses defensively, but we didn't end up rebounding the ball. and got you know I think at San Diego State at one time they had 11 offensive rebounders and 22 uh, you know second chance points. And so those are things that here we really need to sure up and, and hopefully we can get the miss and then get the rebound, get the stop, and then get on our way. As you know, no team has scored more than 80 against you here at the Marriott Center this year, and so uh, it's not a magic pill, but uh, things do change here. Yeah, and, and I, I think that uh, there's there's no question that our guys are excited to be here, and I think we've practiced that way. Now we've got to go out and execute it. And, you know, we had some shooting woes early in the year in here, uh, but, uh, you know, the last seven, eight, nine games, we're actually shooting 35, 36% from the three-point line, and it's put us in a place to where, you know, I, I think that they have to come guard us, and then we can do so many other things in that possession. Because when, when, when teams are closing out to your shooters, you become a much quicker team you, because you, you the space is easier to, you know, to get by uh, your guys, and, and hopefully we can, we can still have that same um, – team unselfish attitude because it's a team that shares the ball makes extra passes does the right thing and uh, we need to get the ball to yo in right places where he can uh, where he can operate tj's done a great job uh of of, of you know facilitating plays for yoli and um and so that's something that we'll, we'll look for here tonight was that three-point turnaround a matter of time, numbers coming back around, and part of it being Nick being one of your guys taking those shots now too? Well, I, I think a lot of it is, also is that, um, you know, we, we've we've kind of shored up some of the, the – the, you know, just the decision-making, you know, as far as shot selection is concerned. Um, but I do think we've got, for the most part, the right guys taking the right shots from the right place, and then we've emphasized it. I mean, we, we've spent hours in practice – and I think guys have responded to it. You go with the same group tonight to get a start? Yeah, we are. And I, I think, you know, people, I've had a lot of questions uh, asked me, as you can imagine, here in the last uh, you know, week or so. Uh, I've spoken, you know, a couple of Cougar Club things and been on the, on the radio and media. And people, that seems to be a big, a big topic of, you know, what, what brought the move on and why, you know, um, you know what, was I, what was I looking for, you know, doing it. And we, we talked a lot about it as a staff, but when it came right down to it, I knew it was a tough run, and we were going through a tough run. And McKay and Luke are two seniors, are two guys that have the most experience of anybody on the team, and they're real defensive-oriented guys, and that's the area of our team I think that we really need to improve on, and so that's what we went with. And uh, uh, we, we got a, a really good performance on, on Thursday, and hopefully we'll get one here tonight. Okay. I thought on uh, Portland coming in. Well, this team is really guard-oriented. It's a team that has um, – uh, you know the two leading scores are, are, are from the perimeter, and then um, you know the third leading scorer is a guy who uh, you know scores most of his points from from out there. So I think that uh, that that'll be our challenge. We got to get out on ball screens. Uh, we got to get you know close out and keep guys in front of us, which is a challenge. JoJo Walker is really good with the ball um, and you know driving it in there, and so that that'll be. And he and Shaver both are guys that we'll have to keep in front of us. 
Um, we got to be patient. We got to be patient offensively. They change defenses so much, um, and we just can't get in a hurry. And 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 you know, we just got to be able to uh, execute. Our effort, I think, will be really good tonight. Hopefully, we can have our execution match that effort. Good challenge ahead, Coach. Good luck against the Pilots, and we'll talk to you post game. All right, thanks a lot. That is BYU head coach Dave Rose in tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated with over 50 years experience in Utah. Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. The Cougar tip-off show coming up next as our look ahead to BYU and Portland continues live from Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Having endured a tough five-game road stretch, the BYU Cougars now play five of their next seven games here at home starting tonight with the Portland Pilots in Provo. Greg Grubel and Mark Durant with you from courtside alongside our statistician and Marriott Center broadcast intern Tess Anderson. Our BYU radio studio host is Jason Shepard. Control board operator Nathan Israelson. Our coordinating producer is Terry South. And our BYU radio broadcast intern tonight is Sterling Richards. Great to have you with us here on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Uh, Mark, uh, between the on-court struggles and a little bit of off-court drama, it's not been... uh, Smooth sailing for Dave Rose and the Cougs recently. At the start of the Cougs WCC home slate, though, and three straight games against the three lowest-rated teams in the league does offer another chance for a reset of sorts. But if a corner's going to be turned, it has to happen real soon because the end of the road already is in sight with this season just a little bit past the halfway point. I mean, it's hard to make dramatic changes. I mean, at this point, we kind of know what this team is. I'm not going to grow a, a brand new set of hair at, at this age, Greg. I mean, that ship's already sailed, but what, what you got to look at is, well, what are some areas realistically that they can do better? And, and one, obviously, is playing better defense, and whether that's greater effort, greater focus, better understanding of defensive principles, whatever that is, I think BYU can improve significantly uh, from what they've done. And then you look at individual players. You know, Connor Harding's not going to go out and get 35 a night. But Connor, uh, I think, is improving. He's hitting threes. Uh, Yoli Childs, uh, as good as he is, I think, with a little focus and determination, could be even better. Uh, TJ is kind of as good as he could. But you just go down the line, you think, how can individually I get better? And the, the team's shooting a little better from three. Maybe that's going to help them. All. So so there are things that they can do. And, and I think to be successful in the conference, they have to do it. But it's realistic. And I think being here at home will help them kind of get into that frame of mind going forward. All right, coming up after this short break, my pregame conversation with Portland assistant coach Bob Cantu as the Cougar tip-off show rolls on from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Greg Rubel. 
Welcome back inside the Marriott Center here in Provo. As tonight, the Portland Pilots pay a visit. Portland 0-10 all-time in Provo, 0-9 in the Marriott Center. In WCC meetings with BYU, the Pilots are 2-13. This year's Portland group 7-9, 1-5 in true away games. The Pilots opening WCC play with back-to-back road games. They lost at LMU last Saturday. They played tonight here in Provo, then returned to the Trials Center for their league home opener in two nights versus Pacific. A short time ago, I spoke with uh, head coach Terry Porter's right-hand man, Bob Cantu, about a veteran team still looking to kind of find its footing, having lost seven of nine coming into tonight. Well, defense number one, we've got to be able to defend to have a chance of winning the road, especially a game like tonight. Uh, transition defense, you got to be able to get back, stop the ball, and get to shooters. You know, for us overall, we've struggled because we haven't had our whole team with us. Tonight will be the first time all season where every player is available. Uh, so depth-wise, that's going to help in allowing uh, our better offensive players to be out on the floor together. You talk about the entire team being together. Tonight is a night that you had a pretty important piece to your puzzle, one you would have hoped to have earlier. Can you tell us about the addition? Yeah, his name is Krishan Clark. He's a transfer from the University of Pittsburgh. Uh, when he transferred there, you know, they had expectations for him being a starter. Felt like he could be an impact player for us uh, at the WCC here at Portland. And uh, he had been, uh, you know, all the whole preseason, his size for position, his ability to score. Uh, just as his age, uh, we felt he would be a, a key player for us. And, um, you know, finally, uh, with everything he's been through, with injuries in his career, he gets to debut tonight. So what's the reasonable expectation for him in game one? Uh, you know, we're probably not going to be able to play him more than three to four minutes at a time. I think 12 to 15 minutes is probably max. I'm sure you'll want to play more. You never know how things go. You may play him more. Mm-hmm. But he's practiced at full strength, you know, for – two weeks now and uh, just been real cautious with it but I think he's going to be able to play and you know he's got to get his game win and this is obviously not the best place to try to start getting your game wins but uh, he'll be excited and uh, you know we'll see how how we look uh, when we add him. You haven't been around for all of them of course but uh, Portland's never won a game in this building are you cognizant of that fact does it ever get uh, thought about or talked about? I never knew that I'm not surprised but uh I came here as an assistant to USC and, and had a tough battle here. It's one of the toughest places in the country to play. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to maybe get that tonight. Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> what do you make of the Cougars right now? Well, you know, they're, they're talented. You know, I think they're better than their record. You know, that one-two punch of, you know, Haas and Childs is as good as it gets. And, you know, you got to be able to try to really do a good job on both of them and can't let anybody get going. You know, I, I think they've got talent. I think besides their record they can beat anybody in the league um so i I wouldn't i I don't look at them any differently than any other year scoring 84 a game um they're playing you know fast and playing well like they've always have in transition and it'll be a very difficult game okay and uh, lastly uh the look of the league right now your thoughts uh the league is really deep right now the league is older every team in our league has older guys when i say older juniors and seniors we don't even have a senior on the roster We've got three juniors, and everybody else is a freshman or sophomore. Um, you look at San Diego as six seniors, and I think three of them are six-year seniors. Uh, obviously, you guys always have older players with the kids going on their missions. and So I think, you know, St. Mary's is rebuilding, but they're really well coached, and Gonzaga is just at a whole other level right now that no one's really going to come close to for a while, I don't think. And um, But uh, San Francisco is older, and they're, they're doing well. And I think it's going to be a league that might get eight teams in the postseason, you know, of all any level of postseason. Gotcha. I think you'll get two in the NC2A, and you'll you'll get one or two in the NIT, and 
I think there was enough preseason success when we go 10-7 and seven against the Pac-12 and uh, other leagues around the country. And the league is well coached, and there's good players. Right. Coach Cantu, thanks for your time. We'll see you back at your place. Thank you. All right, that is Portland assistant coach Bob Cantu leading us into tonight's You Be the Judge feature, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. Nick Emery and TJ Haas are respectively 6th and 7th in BYU career three-pointers made. So it's time for that refresher. Who are the top five BYU players in all-time three-pointers made? The answer coming up next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. I tell BYU in Portland just moments away. First up, the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge uh, feature brought to you by Legally Mine. And here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. Nick Emery and TJ Haas are now 6th and 7th, respectively, in BYU career. Three-pointers made, so it's time for a refresher that Mark Durant usually nails. <clears throat> Who are the top five BYU players in all-time three-pointers made we know that nick and tj are sixth and seventh so who's ahead of them yeah so this is a i mean this is tough obviously you got jimmer jimmer's uh, first and i think jackson jimmer jackson J- jackson jonathan third. tavernari i'm JT's pretty sure second so you got one two three uh, I, i'm pretty sure chase fisher yeah which no, is th- even more impressive because he didn't play all four years Yeah, he played two years and his fourth all-time People are. I, I, I hope people don't overlook just how good Chase Fisher was as good. a three-point shooter. But in two years, he ends up in the top four. So yeah, Chase is number four. So there's only one guy between the top four and then uh, Nick and TJ. I was thinking uh, either Mike Rose or Mark Bigelow. It's one of those two. <laughs> uh, Bigelow. He had four. Four. Good, he was very good for four years. I got to go with Bigelow. It is Mark Bigelow. Then comes Nick and TJ. Then comes Mike Rose. He got all the important players. That's You Be the Judge, brought to you by Legally Mine. Our final segment of the Cougar Tip-Off show is coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. All right, they're getting set for a BYU and Portland here at the Marriott Center. And we will uh, pause for our national anthem. As the anthem comes, we'll tell you that BYU and Portland are meeting for a 21st time all-time. And BYU's owning the 18-2 series advantage. This Portland Pilots team coming in 2-7 uh, in their last nine games overall this season. And uh, since joining the WCC, BYU's gone 13-2 and against Portland, our national anthem. Oh, see, can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last Whose broad stripes and bright stars Do the 
big time. That's vocal point with our national anthem. Great job. We'll stay live, but briefly pause as the colors are withdrawn from the floor here at the Marriott Center. Good stuff. All right. That is our look ahead to BYU and Portland tip-off of tonight's game between the Cougars and Pilots. Coming up next, this has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.